and welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of Shad Dynasty League, one of many leagues that counts. I'm your host, Dan Belinke, joined as always by my good friend, Devin Rambo. Devin, say hi to everybody listening at home. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Devin. Anyways, well, we are just coming off of a fantastic draft, one of the best evenings I had all summer, probably the highlight in what was a rather boring and uneventful summer for me, and I'm sure all of you feel similarly. Uh, Hell of a time, had tremendous amount of fun making picks and just getting completely blitzkrieged. And I definitely think this must be a house party event for every year to come. We can never go to a bar again. It's just not the damn same. It was fantastic, I will say. Number one, we are still looking. We have two fugitives on the run. Number one, somebody broke my stone keychain bottle opener. Number two, somebody threw up in the backyard. And then my dog ate it, and then it killed the grass, and now my dog's fucking drilling a hole to China to find the coronavirus vaccine back there. So I got to deal with all that. So both of those, uh, the culprits of those particular crimes owe me their first round picks next year, as is uh, in the league bylaws, as you all know. Um, So please, if you have any information, give it to the Scoop FM detective agency and they will handle that for us. Anyways, we have got a packed show. We've got a lot to talk about. Today we are doing a, what are we doing? Oh, a 2020 preview, a a preview of this entire season. We're also going to also preview week one. You know we're going to do that. We have to do that. I know everybody wants the draft grades pod. Well, that's coming. Thing is, I can drop the draft grades pod at any time. I don't want to wait too long because then I'll just make up grades based on who's actually producing, but I could drop it at any time. Game starts Sunday. Oh, my God. Football's back Sunday. Yeah! So we gotta get this pot out because we gotta get the match of the week. We gotta get other important things. So incoming transmission. Oh, no. Incoming transmission. No computer. Incoming do transmission. Not, wait, do incoming not transmission. Stop this. Incoming Every time you do this, it's a fucking pirate radio truth lies FM bullshit. Do not. It's, what are you doing? Do not turn my volume down. Welcome back, poop digesters. Er, um, Scoop? Scoop. Eh, whatever he calls that shit. If you're listening right now, it's because your commissioner has failed to deliver. No, no, I'm not talking just about championships. We're all aware that MVP Lamar Jackson was pummeled by the likes of Brashad Perriman and Devontae Parker last season. Dan, we understand the pressure of being the next victim that's been holed up in Leaveland for too long. Actually, I'd like to welcome you back. Now, I can get you that signed championship matchup screenshot you've been asking for all summer. Or, if you'd like some tips on how to better invest your FOB, I'm just a short drive away. Congratulations, though, on your new house. Hopefully, you won't need to take out a lien out to donate to me again this year. Don't worry, Shad Dynasty members. I'm here for you. I won't sugarcoat your matchups or present false hope predictions when there is none. No. Only the truth, which... If you have forgotten, is the name of this prestigious podcast. Because here on The Truth, we cover the facts. No BS about trade rumors, no running back conspiracies, and certainly not any coverage of bottom feeder organizations that are starved for headlines. Recapping back to last season. Ah, what a great season it was. For me, of course. Your champion. For others, well, let's review. Dave. 
who's by far the biggest fraud of the league, slithered his way into the playoffs. Dave sort of reminds me of that banana sitting on your counter that starts to brown and brown and brown. You tell yourself, eh, I'm going to eat it eventually. But then the playoffs hit and you just throw it away anyways. Then there's Devin. His team can be summed up in two words. Sam Nicholson. Easy, a train wreck, and always trying to cover up its ugly spots. Now on to Eric. Actually, let's all be honest here. Nobody gives a shit about your roster. Just tell us if your sister likes guys or not. To Bob. A disappointing season through and through. His, his roster reminds me of a pool of washed up celebrities that are reeling out Netflix specials just to get on screen again. Higgins. How's Courtney doing? Due to your incompetence, I'm sitting pretty in the upcoming draft and leaving the commissioner sweating at the bottom end of the first round. Nate. As Miss Alexander would say, it's time for moving on, my friend. Give it up. Gurley is washed. I'll tell you what, I'll give you my second rounder for that broken back as a favor to our friendship. Billy, how are you? Better question, how confident are you in your quarterbacks? Is it fair to say that the Rams would fare better if McVay wore the helmet? Also, I get it with Ben. You traded away the new revitalized Cam Newton for a guy who is slamming beers in the offseason. I do like your pull of wide receivers as long as Drew Brees doesn't turn to dust midseason or Tyreek Hill bust up his baby mama again. Nick, for redrafting last year, I thought you made the most of what you had. What concerns me is your lack of decisiveness on who to start and who to sit. Will you turn the corner this upcoming season? Probably not. Dan, just think. If you didn't steal my chicken sandwich all those years ago, karma wouldn't have swallowed your roster whole and paid for me to fine dine for a few weeks. Dude, Begging me to trade with you isn't going to change your standing in the league, no matter how many times you ask. I get that you're desperate to cement your place in should dynasty history, but unless you can offer me a night out with Taylor Thomas, I don't think we have any business to discuss. Lastly, oh, well, yeah, that's it. That's it. Pretty sure that's it. Yeah, that's it. That covers everyone. All right. All right. Drew. I had zero intentions of providing any analysis of your team because it's apparent that you are the gum on the bottom of our shoes. Your squad is the slut of the league that we really only fuck with when we want that easy W. While your team burns in the depths of hell, awaiting to be fondled by Bill Cosby, the rest of the league is dropping their drawers, taking a giant piss on your roster. I wish I could give you hope by saying that, hey, I went from worst to first and you could do it too. But this is the truth and out of respect to our viewers, I need to be honest. So Dynasty members, I hope this podcast provided you with clarity for the upcoming season. Remember, this is the truth, the only podcast that matters. Computer, put my po- Oh, I can't fucking believe you betrayed me once again and let that bullshit play on my airwaves. God damn it. I don't care if you're just a short drive away. I will not be coming over to you for any advice on how to spend my fab, okay? There's not another Mason Rudolph for me to blow my only $96 left on this year, okay? I'm not making that mistake again. And no, I was not begging you for a trade last year. You have a thousand quarterbacks and you had to rely. You had a fluke championship win thanks to fucking Brashad Perriman and Devonta Parker and bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Devonta Freeman who can't even get a goddamn job. 
it was a complete fucking fluke. And let me tell you this, buddy. I tried to give you flex players in exchange for just one quarterback. I just wanted one measly quarterback. I actually was trying to get Daniel Jones, who went off in the championship game. Nonetheless, it would have made both our teams better. It might have lost you the championship, but you refused it. And you know why? And I got the text to prove it. You said that you thought I was the best team in the league, aside from you. You said you anticipated meeting me in the finals. You said that you thought we were both here to stay, and the last thing you would do is make my team any better, even at the expense of your own. And God damn it, I respect it. But I was not begging. Now, um, let me let me just say this. Let's get let's get into some other shit. Let's go right into trade talk. Oh, I forgot. We also have a great, great surprise at the end of this podcast. So if you're thinking, I don't have time Saturday night to listen to this before the show, before the game Sunday, trust me, fellas, you're going to want to listen to this one. Stick around. So trade talk. We got a lot of trades um, in and around the draft. Not as much movement as last year, actually, but some interesting stuff went down, so we'll cover. So number one, Overnight, right before the draft, Devin traded down from the three spot to the four spot, going from J.K. Dobbins to Jonathan Taylor. And in exchange, he got picked 24 from uh, Bill that ended up becoming A.J. Dillon. So Devin gets Jonathan Taylor and A.J. Dillon in exchange for J.K. Dobbins. Now, I think he put Bill's feet to the flame and said, feet, feet is plural, not feats. He put his feet to the flames and said, hey, I might take Dobbins at three. You know, I got so many running backs. I don't really need a JT guy that's going to start right away. I could afford to wait, and then maybe Dobbins has a higher ceiling than Jonathan Taylor. Personally, I get it. Yeah, you you could say, well, Devin's an Ohio State fan, and I'm sure he'd love to open up uh, at the bar in Columbus um, to chicks like, hey, yeah, I got J.K. Dobbins on my dynasty team. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's fucking sweet. Um, but... Regardless, I think he was a Jonathan Taylor cocksucker from way back when. I think that was always going to be the pick, but I get it. He shook Bill down, mafia-style, gave him a little insurance. Um, and so I think it was a great move for Devin. It, it sucks for Bill to have to give up that draft capital. Um, you know, and, and A.J. Dillon, if the Packers can't work out a deal with Aaron Jones, which, you know, I, if you had told me that uh, Kamara, Cook, Mixon, and Cooper Cup all impending free agents would get deals done before the season even started this year, I would have uh, not that thought was possible. So Aaron Jones claims they're working on a deal, and perhaps they are. But if not, A.J. Dillon will be a valuable pick later down the line. Oh, we got a couple of moves for Drewby. We got a couple of moves for Drewby. So Drew gave Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs the third. <gasps> for Kirk Cousins and Jalen Rager. Bah! <laughs> Oh, Bob had to be running to the bank with that. Bobby was so excited by that. You should have heard him pleasuring himself. Oh, maybe that's part of the secret that we have later. I won't tell you. But yeah, ooh. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't, I like Jerry Judy, but I didn't really want to take him. If I was in a spot eligible for him, if I hadn't traded my first round pick, I might have traded down. Um, personally, I think Ruggs is going to be a stud. Um, but now that Cortland Sutton's out, Jerry Judy might have some serious opportunity from day one. Um, and Kirk Cousins does not really, uh, I mean, Jimmy G, Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, Kirk Cousins, none of these guys are really moving the needle for you. Um, and I get now that he's got, uh, Justin Jefferson, now he's got a stack supposedly, but personally, I mean, 
if you had A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill, and I had Ryan Tannehill who kept me in the playoffs when I had no quarterbacks last year, if I had A.J. Brown too, I would have swept through those things, those stacks. Those guys are putting up like 50-plus together. And I don't really see that potential with Kirk and Jefferson, so I think that was a mistake. And also the fact that, you know, this deal could have been with others based on other offers, having to only give up rugs and not give up Judy. Now, he wouldn't have gotten Rager in those deals, but could have got Matt Ryan. I like Matt Ryan more than Kirk Cousins, even um, you know if there's an age gap. Or Ryan Tannehill, which I already laid out the case for. So I like that more for Bob easily. Okay, another one. Devin got Duke Johnson in exchange. Drew got Jonu Smith. In that one, I like Drew's side. I think Jonu Smith has a higher ceiling than Duke Johnson. I don't think... Devin needs another running back, and even before I saw that game last Thursday, uh, Duke Johnson just is not good, and David Johnson now has Pep in his step, and I could have told you this. They got Duke Johnson for not too much last year. This was the most controversial trade in Bill O'Brien's career history. He is going to try to make David Johnson happen. He is going to try to will that into existence to save face for giving up DeAndre Hopkins. And now clearly their team does not have an alpha. No one was getting separation. And he made Laramie Tungsell the highest paid offensive tackle in history. And their line still stinks. Um, So anyways... He's going to try to make that happen. Duke Johnson is getting completely relegated, so he's irrelevant. And uh, Jonu Smith, there's some upside. As as Bob and I, we, we're on the same page here. Jonu Smith, Blake Jarwin, fucking all those, all those lower guys, Gesicki, all those low tight ends. We love, we just love talking about them. Anyways, okay, so Drew... Dave gave Alshon Jeffrey and his 2021 third in exchange for Van Jefferson. I like that a lot for Dave, actually. I think Alshon is dust. Um, It gives Bob a little more capital, who doesn't have a lot of draft capital uh, next year. But Bob wasn't a believer in Van Jefferson, so from his standpoint, this is fine. Now, I like Van Jefferson less that I know Cooper Cup is going to be on the Rams for the next four years. I, in fact, like him a lot less now because I thought he could take over that role full-time. Maybe they get rid of Robert Woods. I don't know. He's a fantastic route runner. I still like Dave's side of that deal, but Dave forgot. He didn't have his third-round pick. Bill did it. So either that trade was going to get revoked, or he had to make a deal with Bill in the final hour. He was able to do it. He got Jared Goff and Cortland Sutton, and that 2021 third he gave to Bob for Matt Ryan and David Montgomery. Well, we'll get back to David Montgomery. Anyways, but I think this is actually the most even trade we've had by far. Dave is now stacked on the Rams, so he will live and die by their success. But now he's got Goff with Cup and Van and Cam, so he's got like a quadruple stack? Yeah, and I think he might still have Gerald Everett. I can't remember. And then also Cortland Sutton, I like a lot. You know, sucks that he's injured, but I like him a lot. Uh, That's good receiver depth for Dave. It sucks to give up a running back for a receiver, but Bill had tons of receivers, and he doesn't have as strong of running back. So getting David Montgomery, even though he's a joke, look, he didn't pay 103 for him, Bill, you know? Um, So that's pretty good to get some running back depth. And also, I think Matt Ryan, at least for this year, he certainly won't start as many years as Goff is projected to, but... Probably has a higher ceiling than Goff this year, and um, if Bill is a win team, win now team, 
that I think that is quite valuable. Um, there was a trade that occurred after all the drafting fun, which was I gave Ryan Tannehill and Leonard Fournette in exchange for LaVisca Chenault, Nate's 2021 first and 2021 third, and I already have his second. So yeah, this one, I talked to an anonymous GM who evaluates a lot of trades and goes back and forth with me, and this was his opinion on it. He said, this sound, this trade made no sense to me because two teams who I think are in completely opposite directions did illogical things. So Dan, who's a win-now team, who was completely snake-bitten last year by a lack of quarterback and running back depth, gives away quarterback and running back depth and gets picks in exchange with a team who probably could be in for a rebuild. So why did either of these teams do this? Well, from Nate's side, I think he's trying to be competitive. I think even with those picks next year, he needs to start somebody this year, so he needed Tannehill bad. I didn't need Tannehill. He's my uh, was my fourth quarterback, and if Jalen Hurts can actually get starting this year, I definitely don't need him. So if this deal for me lies in Leonard Fournette entirely. If Leonard Fournette is in a true committee, it's hard to know when to start him, and say he finishes at like running back 18, I would say the deal is perfectly even. Now, if not, if he does better than that, a lot better than that, then I think Nate won, because even if it's if it's not a long-term thing, that's some good production for one year and, and one that I could have really used um, down the stretch. Now, if he's lower than that, then I think I won. Now, my motivation for this, and people might be wondering, is, you know, some some forces have gotten in my head. You know, does it does it really feel good when you're starting the season flexing Le'Veon Bell and Carrion Johnson? No, it, it does not feel great. And, uh, you know, Leonard Fournette with an uncertain future as he faces free agency next year as well. So I figure, you know what, maybe I win this year, maybe I don't. Well, last year, I put all my chips in on the table, my balls were on the table, and then I looked around and I said, where's my dick? I don't remember what I'm doing. So this year, I'm putting balls on the table, but guess what? I got my dick in my back pocket. So if I lose, there's a contingency plan. And when I got loaded up with picks next year, baby. It's going to be go time for the next 10 years. So that was my motivation there. Um, Okay, speaking of David Montgomery. Low low on the redraft list, but high in our hearts. And just a a really goddamn shame that uh, Dave got rid of him so cruelly. But anyways, of course, and you knew we would have to do this. We do have a song... um, to commemorate David Montgomery's loss. Unfortunately, I could not find a beat for this song because actually how I found this was I was poking around in Dave's notes and I found that he actually wrote these lyrics himself, which was creepy and odd. I, and I didn't know if it was a poem or what. It sort of rhymed. So I tried to find the melody in it. Of course, I couldn't find a beat to pair with it. So this is like a weird Bonnie Vare acapella type of bullshit thing. So let's just listen to a nice tribute to our favorite David Montgomery. At 1.03, I took David Montgomery. Miles Sanders was there, so was Daniel Jones. But I prefer my running backs big and slow, so no. Mm, Oh no. There was only one pick for me, and that was David Montgomery. I thought as a fellow Dave, 
He could take my season and save it But face it You're not the man that I thought you were Based on my rankings So I'm gonna have to trade you away It was the goddamn saddest day in the way that I cried was not gay, don't even say it. So I hope you love life with Bill, do as you will. Be running back 18 your entire career, my dear friend, David Montgomery. I took him at 103. Miles Sanders was there, maybe Daniel Jones. But I prefer my running backs big and slow. So I'll go David Montgomery. I thought we'd make a dynasty. But now you're not on my team. Are we even sure Cam Makers has more speed? Wow. Not our best work here at Scoop FM Productions, but haunting nonetheless. Let's go right on to the waiver wire action. We had a lot of movement for the first week of the year, but of course, most of this was sort of rounding out depth pieces, things like kickers, defenses, head coaches, positions you may have dropped to try to get some extra draft capital or make some moves. But now as games start and you look at those projections, you say, let's fix this. So our highest bit of the week, you could tell it's a slow week when our highest bit is $7. That went to Matt for Blake Jarwin, a whiff. He whiffed him. Now remember, a whiff doesn't mean it's a bad player. It just means no one else even bid a dollar, so you could have got him for free 99 Anyways, he dropped Jacoby Brissett to do it, so maybe he doesn't have as many quarterbacks on his roster as we think. I took Joshua Kelly with $4, which was also a whiff. I thought the Sharks in this league would be on him, realizing that Melvin Gordon leaves like 200 carries behind in, in LA. And if it's not Justin Jackson, which it wasn't, last year when he was out, maybe it's Joshua Kelly. He's like a fifth or sixth round pick, um, but he's a UCLA local kid. Everything I've heard about him, glowing reports, really nice guy, hard worker, so might pay off. Oh, there was a big frenzy to try to get that Eagles defense, huh? Everybody wants to face off against the Washington football team. Devin got him for $4, dropping the Chiefs defense, who he had just drafted the night before. He beat out Drew's three and Nick's two. Interesting. Nick took James Robinson at $2, who is currently projected to be the starting running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, You know, so, Yeah. I don't know if I would have taken Raquel Armstead at 18, but that's not me. Uh, he also got Will Disley at, at, for $2. So I like what, what, what Nick has done here a lot. You know, cheap moves. He's got the most fabs still by far in the league, and he's, uh, he's getting some interesting depth pieces. Dave made room for Dawson Knox. He dropped Vance McDonald. Um, he ended up having to give up Dawson Knox because he traded away Alshon Jeffrey, who's on IR, so he didn't have enough slots, whatever. So Dawson Knox is back on his team. Other than that, is there anything interesting besides kickers, coaches, defenses? No. So we will go on. Oh, there was other movements after waivers cleared, actually. 
So, um, I grabbed Jonathan. Oh, I dropped Jonathan Hightower and added Scotty Miller with the news that Rager might play. I said, well, Hightower is getting relegated. He's already the third wide receiver. Not really interested in the fourth wide receiver on the Eagles, who's a fifth round pick. I'll go instead with Scotty Miller, second year player for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and a white guy. So if Mike Evans is out, then maybe Brady will be able to see him and 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 target him because you know Brady's racist and. Um, Scotty Miller, yeah, I don't love him. Every year, it seems like I fall prey to this of just, hey, there's a low-talented receiver who everybody's talking about. His connection with Brady and Camp is so crazy. First, it was fucking Chris Hogan. Then it's Jacoby Myers. Now it's Scotty Miller. It's probably nothing, but it's worth a shot. Um, Matt dropped another quarterback. This time, he dropped Andy Dalton. And he adds Malcolm Brown. Interesting move. So Malcolm Brown, I like that because Malcolm Brown could be getting significant starter snaps according to what we've heard. Now, this is the whole thing, though. This is where Matt fucked up. Now, if Matt just had dropped these guys, he would have got two more picks and definitely had a higher crop of players than what's on uh, waivers currently. But regardless, and Bill apparently had an extra roster spot. Maybe someone went on IR. He grabbed Anthony McFarland Jr., uh, fourth-round running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't really expect him to have a role unless Connor goes down because it— uh, I, I just haven't heard much of that. I've been hearing a lot more about Snell, which is why I'm holding on to him. But I think in the long term, if Connor's not there, him and Snell could be a great value brand, Kamara and Ingram from the Saints a couple years ago. Who knows? That might be nice. So we'll see how that goes. All right, let's not mince words here. Let's get into the match of the week. The first week, we've got a lot of good matches. We've got one interesting thing, though. Our first matchup... Our first intra-divisional matchup between the Brady Bunch, Bob Ballone, and Rogers LLC, Devin Rambo. Bob representing the good team division, Devin representing the bullshit division. Who will come out on top? Now, this is going to be an interesting matchup, okay? Projected very high, and honestly, you could say... This is not just a matchup of teams or players or people. This is a matchup of philosophies and ideals, okay? Because Bob is very much in the camp. You don't trade shit away for future picks. Give away those future picks. If the guy doesn't help you today, then fuck him. Now, Devin is more on the side of, hey, I'll, I'll shed. I'll shed like a chameleon. I'll drop more players than even the bottom feeders of this league. I'll drop seven players for more rookies. I want to be rebirthed every year and be awash in new rookies and new potential and new ceilings. Bob is like, those guys might not have floor. So we have a war of philosophy here playing out itself. And we will see who will have a better record. The nice team division or the bullshit division? Anyways, we've already seen their Thursday night outcomes. Clyde Edwards-Alaire with a really great game, except, you know, if he has to get the ball on the goal line. Yeah, same with Eckler and Singletary. Devin has quite an affinity for these guys. Um, Now, Bob, on the other hand, David Johnson, terrific game. He looked better than he has in years, easily. And Will Fuller with with, with some decent yardage, uh, looking like the number one receiver in... um, weeks to come. And yeah, this will be interesting. I mean, if, if Bob really puts his balls on the table and starts Zach Moss while Dev starts Devin Singletary, that would be fun. Well, we'll be looking forward to that as we'll be looking forward to all of the matchups that we are about to see this week. 
And before I go any further, let's give an entire season preview. I am going to tell you exactly how I think things will play out. So first of all, let's get to the uh, the uh, the shit playoffs. So I think the four teams that will miss out, I think Drew will be down there. I mean, I think Drew knows he is still in rebuilding mode, and that's fine. There's no shame in that. Nick as well. Nick knows. Nick is like the Phoenix Suns to me this year. He's a year away from being a year away. Watch out. He has decent capital going into next year. He might make some moves that would make him a real contender. Um, and then my two other teams. So last year, this was filled by Bob and Bill. Now, Bill, you know, coming off the high of a championship win, you know, he loses a couple people to injuries. And Bob, sort of injury bug as well, having a little trouble deciding which quarterback to start. Now, he shed Kirk Cousins, so he's firmly in the Brady and uh, Baker camp. So... I think both of those guys will actually make the playoffs this year. So who will fall? Well, I'm going to say Nate will fall. I think without Jameis Winston and Andrew Luck and Fitzpatrick getting relegated, even adding Ryan Tannehill, I think in a COVID league, COVID year, sorry, COVID league, COVID world, whatever, I don't know if he has depth at quarterback to make a long playoff run. I think, you know, you know, Tannehill's out for three or four weeks with COVID or a shoulder sprain, and Eddie's basically fucked. So it does not take much to topple over that. Jenga Tower is my point, and my team that is just out on the bubble, on the outside looking in, is Eric. I don't think Eric's getting in. I think Dak and Amari and CD will have a good year, but I think the other pieces are going to start going down. Deshaun Watson, I don't know. I don't like the looks of this without um, DeAndre Hopkins. I think things could take an ugly turn fast there, uh, and I don't predict the Texans will make the playoffs as well. So before we get to our playoffs, let me see. Who would I have in the real-world playoffs? I think I'd have the Ravens winning the division again, as would I have the Bills, the Colts, and the Chiefs. That's obvious. My three wild-card teams would be the Stillas, the Pats, and hmm, who else? You know what? Fuck it. Let's go to the Browns. Double AFC North representation, bitch. Best league in the AFC. All right, in the NFC, hmm, I go Seahawks. Um, Vikings? No, no. Ball's on the table. Seahawks, Detroit Lions, led by your MVP candidate, Matthew Stafford. Then I go the Cowboys, and in the South, ugh. Let's go the Bucks. Your wildcard teams will be the Saints, um, the Eagles, and the Rams. The Niners will not make the playoffs in a shocking turn of events. Now, for our playoffs, I think the number one seed will be Matt. Or, sorry, Devin, representing the bullshit division. Number two seed will be Matt, representing the good team division. So those will be your two holders of buys. Bill being at the top, but just not quite at Devin's heights, of the bullshit division will be your third seed, so he will be able to pick his first-round matchup. I will be in fourth, the second-best team in the good team division, followed by Dave and Bob in five and six, rounding out the good team's utter dominance of the top six spots. Bill will pick Dave, actually. He won't go with Bob. Bob will be heating up towards the end of the year. See, he's right on the cusp there down there, but trust me, by the end of the year, you will not want to play Bob. So he'll pick Dave. I will get Bob. Unfortunately for Bob, his hot streak, that's where it will end. I will come out on top and emerge victorious. Bill will beat Dave. It'll be close. It won't be as impressive as my win. So now we're into the next round. So Devin, the number one seed, will be facing me. 
Matt will be facing Bill. I will, again, arise triumphant. I will squash all of my enemies, and I will just laugh in Devin's face, and it'll be glorious. And Matt will also relegate Bill, and he will take him down. And again, our division will be on top. The good team division will be represented in the championship. And for the third year in a row, the first year, they were battling for the number one overall pick. The second year, they met for the title. And the third year, they're doing it again. Matt and Dan are going for the crown. The Warriors and the Cavaliers, the, <laughs> the Warriors and the Cavaliers of our league, Matt and Dan. And I don't think I need to tell you who's going to win. I will finally get the trophy this year. This is my year. COVID can't stop me. Miles Sanders can't stop me. Terry McLaurin, Aaron Jones, Tevin Coleman, Leonard Fournette, Ryan Tannehill, Devontae Adams, everybody who had a chance to be on my team that's on the sideline now, fuck off. None of you can stop me. Let's go. Lamar Jackson, Matt Stafford, two MVP candidates, Cam Newton, comeback of the year candidate, uh, it's going to be glorious, my friend. So please, if you're considering, start praying with the baby sooner rather than later. Okay, you heard it here first. And now, since you made it this far, we are going to give you the most special treat we could possibly give you. I didn't even know this occurred, right? So currently, I'm sitting in Scoop FM Studios as lead podcaster and content producer. Now, over the off season, we gave a a more junior guy, a chance to kind of shine and get his feet wet. I let him run the podcast for the off-season Rogers and Fathers things. He did all right. There were some questions about, you know, um, you know his uh, his his toxicology report, so to speak. He might have been a little drunk. Um, you know, there was questions about how appropriate the things he was saying or how he was touching himself, whatever. So regardless, he's been relegated to a field reporter, and I didn't know this. He hit me with this in, as a surprise. Uh, the next day after everybody left and I awoke in the morning, um, hungover is all hell, that there's a recording from draft night. Did you know about this? Oh, there's a 20-minute recording. Now, I haven't heard all of it. I'm hoping that he was able to be a little bit more of a consummate professional as we would accept, expect at uh, Scoop FM Productions here, but I don't know. So I'm going to listen it, to it with you for the first time. Um, and so let's hear it. Dan, um, from the field... How, what's the temperature in the room like post-draft? Looks like this was recorded at nearly 2 in the morning. So how's everybody feeling? Hello, Scoop FM Studios. This is Dan Belinky on the field. You know, I really have not had the chance to interview a lot of people who might be close to things going on in the league. But I will say this. I might be able to get a little bit of some information. So let me first ask my friend, my dear friend who is sitting right here, the former champion of the league, Matt Horvatich. Matt, how do you feel coming into 2020? What do, how do you feel? Well, well Dan, I'm kind of... I'm kind of upset. You you misintroduced me. It's actually the current champion, Matt Hervatis, not that's, former that's, champion. That's, that's not a problem. As I'm holding my that's trophy, as I'm holding my trophy right now. The que- the question the question is, how do you feel? Feel wonderful right now. I feel great. Two new, two new quarterbacks added to my roster, courtesy of Drew. Thank you, Drew, for your mishaps. Yeah. Can I can I just ask one thing? Um, your girlfriend is how old? So, so her driver's license is. So, so, so my question is, my question is, does she have a learner's permit? 
Are, are you in the car just to make sure she's got someone else? I, I do ride in the pa- I do ride in the passenger seat with my seatbelt on. So, so does that mean? I count as whatever driving hours. So, okay, I think we got it. I think we got it. I think we got it. We're gonna pause real quick for one second, Devin. Devin, you, yeah. Devin, you, su- you, you supposedly have a stacked team, but you've got your head tucked into your fucking chest like somebody playing Frankenstein at a um, fucking local fucking Connecticut um, uh, theater troupe. Like, I'm here to answer the questions. What do the people want to know? What is, what is happening with your head? What is going on? It's What's the matter here? It's just, it's just it's strictly me not being well. Some people aren't well, and I'm one of them. It's unfortunate, but sometimes you go to Connecticut, and there's people that are well, and you just got to hang out with them. So we've seen right now that you've taken your picks. Um, you, you know, we've had we've had Nick take Joe Burrow, and then we've had you take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and then beyond a, uh, a draft move with uh, Billy Erskine, now we see that you've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Jonathan Taylor. How do you feel about that duo at running back? I mean, I'm here for the future, but if you want to talk long-term future, there are men amongst us who aren't prepared to talk about that, and I would never air them out because that's not me. And I would like to actually show show what's going to be presented brutally in front of everyone, in front of their fucking eyes slammed in their face. <laughs> but that's not me. Good night. What about the new division? How do you feel about the new division? It's been strictly a lot of controversy. Divided more. Just the south. What was your decision to take Brian Edwards? Before people who had been taking in the first, second, or the first or second round of uh, of uh, whatever drafts. Brian Edwards would be fucking lucky to land on my team. <laughs> he did. You he took him. I love him. No, Good. it's Come it's on. it's not. And I hope he does. It's a he did. Well, Brian Edwards, you did it. Fucking text Jake, text fucking John Gruden, tell him Monday Night Football's overrated. <laughs> That's it. Congratulations, Brian Edwards. Wow. Devin, so, so, so. <laughs> you did it. Proud of you. Devin, you've been a hot Dave. You've been a hot topic of discussion. So, the question is here: Number one, um, why don't you believe in COVID? And number two, why do you think her cousins can survive it better than the rest of us? Wait, are you asking me or Kirk? <laughs> well, I was asking you, but it looks like you failed the question. Okay, um, Billy. Billy, as a nurse. Billy, as a nurse, tell us why COVID is just an experiment to take down um, the Republican House of uh, Representatives. Tell us, tell us why COVID's fake. As a nurse, tell us. <laughs> I actually don't know how to answer. Tell that us, question. tell us every way that COVID is fake, and now everybody's making it up. Just tell us, as a nurse, as a medical professional, tell us how it's fake. Thank you. What I'm convinced of is this. The entire world has decided to have millions of cases of a deadly disease 
that has terrorized global economy solely to control the election to make sure like that, that Trump gone. does not become the president because Japan, okay. Italy, yeah, keep going. France, that's it. All of these countries, yeah, are all the other to ones sacrifice their entire economy solely to ensure that Trump is blamed for COVID, the Perfect. hoax the, of the disease. Fake. I'm there. Fake. I, I'm Fake. all the way there. If I could give a, a, a drop pick for that take. Okay, so we've said a lot a couple things. Number one, COVID is fake. Number two, okay, so we, we've got a couple questions here. So we've got some high rollers in the league. We want to ask questions. Spend them. Who is this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, this is this man on my phone. Okay, Matt, Matt Robotics, you're the previous winner. You're the previous winner. Um, your team kind of sucks outside of your uh, quarterbacks that probably were not long. So what was your game plan going into this draft? What did you do and how did it work? Well, my game plan going into this draft was to screw over anyone that I could. <laughs> keep the bad teams bad and keep the good teams at, at the top. I really like how the divisions played out, north versus the south. I think Bullshit. it's very equal. I'm pretty sure it's Bullshit. fair. It's, it keeps a nice balance to the league. But what I'm really looking at is the draft board right here. What was everyone doing tonight? Were they really here to draft or were they just here to drink? That's what, I, that's what I'm wondering. Because when I look at that board, it seems like all of you are kind of fucked up coming in. Oh, awful picks. Awful. What was going on in that second round? There was a run at receivers. I don't even know half their names. And let's talk, a, let's, let's talk about the commissioner right now. What did Yes, and we'll see. And then we're gonna see who's begging for those quarterbacks come week three, oh four, God. and five. I oh, just on. man, just wait, I, just I wait so till those sure. skill I positions. Sure. I don't know about passing up on QB at five. I was telling him, I don't know. I think maybe you should just hit it at five. Because it is such a fucking insane Dude, wild card. I've that way before. He definitely should. Whoa, 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 damn. Hit it at five. Hit it at five. Please, Drew. How do I shoot? Yeah. Uh, I think it's R. Well, um, I don't really know why I expected anything more. So clearly, the interviewer was blackout drunk. Managed about one or two legitimate questions about teams and players and what the actual season might look like. But, um, yeah, okay, I guess um, a decent try. So try to be a little better next time, Dan, um, and we'll see how things go. Unfortunately, I was hoping that there'd be a little more out of that considering the uh, voice recording was over 30 minutes long. But after that point, it is just clips of the guys playing Mario Kart, Dan going outside, eating pizza, coming inside, taking a piss, and playing more Mario Kart. So there's not really that much there to listen to, except for the fact um, there were a couple of funny moments. So apparently there was a little bit of a miscommunication around the rules. So let's hear some of the participants of that evening's events try to squeeze out of Dan how they were supposed to play the games and how he responded. What? What are we supposed to be doing? Killing it. Killing what? Killing everything. What's happening? You guys are 
Oh, this game is fun. What, what am I supposed to be doing? Catching robbers. in the background you hear Matt ask the question is how and that goes unresponded to um, there's only one last thing we caught on camera a truly rare and magnificent sight now some say that <laughs> there's a tiny voice living inside of Bob Balone okay it's a complete alter ego I don't know what its name is but if you get him drunk enough he will separate his throat and his soul, and let this tiny voice out and let it sing to its heart's content. And folks, I'm proud to say that we had caught that on tape. So instead of our usual closeout music, let's listen to that gorgeous high-pitched sound that is only captured in the right circumstances in the wild. Leave it. We're good. beautiful simply gorgeous well thanks that was a lot of fun we had a jam-packed long long episode so thank you for listening to the 2020 season preview and week one preview we're in for a lot of fun draft grades pod coming this week and also 2019 redraft and regrade pod coming this week so until then we will speak to you next time Bye bye <laughs>